This episode is sponsored by Schwann's.com. What are you having for dinner tonight? Hmm, good question. Schwann's Home Delivery has a solution for you. Stock up your freezer with high-quality frozen foods like premium meats and sides, delicious ready-made meals, ice cream, and more. No subscriptions, no memberships, just a friendly yellow truck that's been delivering food for almost 70 years. Listeners of this show get a special deal. Get 20% off your first order with code YUM20. Check out schwanns.com backslash yum for details. So in the last 40 or 50 years, since the United States has basically had a de facto open border, uh, the United States has granted citizenship uh, to many millions of the children of illegal immigrants, uh, and it has cost the United States hundreds of billions of dollars and just had a devastating toll on our public services and uh, and um, culture. Hello, everyone. I'm Jim Dawes, and this is Right Now, a journal of news, politics, and culture from an American nationalist perspective. So rec- recently, uh, the president was giving an interview to Axios, a web-based news organization, and was asked uh, his opinion of birthright citizenship, and he answered that the White House counsel was uh, advising him that he can end it uh, through an executive order. The media absolutely lost its mind and said that that Trump had uh, made an announcement that he intended to do this. It wasn't an announcement. He was just simply answering a question. But let's look at uh, whether or not, in fact, the president has the authority to end uh, birthright citizenship through an executive order. First of all, birthright citizenship has been an unmitigated disaster for this nation, uh, conferring citizenship on people that the 14th Amendment never intended and giving rise uh, to a birth tourism industry where people from uh, China and Russia and Europe and Africa and South America recognize the huge value and benefits uh, with having uh, citizenship, wait till late in their um, their pregnancy, travel to the United States uh, and check into facilities that are specifically set up for this and give cho- uh, birth to children who are thereupon uh, American citizens. That gives uh, them access to in-state tuition, social security benefits, schooling, um, food stamps, health care benefits under Medicaid and Medicare, just a whole panoply of benefits that uh, that American citizens enjoy. Obviously, uh, this can't go on or the system will collapse. And in fact, um, many hundreds of hospitals along the southwestern border uh, and in, the, in California, Arizona, and Texas have gone out of business because uh, illegals are flocking uh, across the border in order to give birth uh, to an American citizen uh, and then taking advantage of um, of that citizenship in order to have health care that has never been paid for and never provided uh, for in, in our health care system. It also confers the benefit uh, onto the illegal aliens of being eligible for chain migration and is a uh, fast track to illegal aliens to a green card. So no matter how you look at it, birthright citizenship has been an absolute disaster uh, for this country. We're supposed to believe that the um, drafters of the 14th Amendment intended for this insanity. Nothing could be further from the truth. The 14th Amendment was designed for one purpose and one purpose only, and that was to grant citizenship 
to uh, the freed slaves and their children after the Civil War. Uh, during Reconstruction, many of the southern states were um, trying to refuse to grant citizenship to former freed slaves so that they wouldn't have to um, recognize them as citizens and, and give them the right to vote. So uh, the Congress uh, passed the nineteen or the 1866 Civil Rights Act, uh, which uh, was uh, intended to accomplish this purpose, but specifically in, uh, excluded any foreigners or aliens that owed allegiance to another nation. Well, uh, the, the former Confederate states were trying to get around that as well, and the, uh, the post-Civil War Congress worried that uh, at some point there would be enough votes in the Congress to overturn the 1866 Civil Rights Act. And so they drafted the 14th Amendment so that uh, it would require a two-thirds um, vote in order to overturn it. They, they based the 14th Amendment on the 1866 Civil Rights Act, uh, but instead of putting the specific language to exclude foreigners and aliens uh, who owed allegiance to a foreign nation, they simply put the, uh, the phrase um, uh, subject to the jurisdiction thereof of the United States. Uh, that was specifically intended to take the place, make it more elegant language, uh, but it has been uh, widely misinterpreted uh, in order to grant citizenship to anybody who sets foot on American soil or gives birth on American soil, I should say. Um, but the truth of the matter is it was, uh, it was only, it, it has never been um, codified, the 14th Amendment, uh, to mean that. It has never been uh, ruled on by uh, the Supreme Court that that is, is what, in fact, it meant. It was a, uh, an executive um, interpretation in the 1960s that led to uh, the, the current state of affairs where we believe that somehow the 14th, drafters of the 14th Amendment intended for anybody who snuck into our country and gave birth to, uh, uh, to have citizenship uh, on that child. Um, it was imposed by the executive branch, and uh, there's a very good argument that be made that it can be withdrawn by the executive branch. Um, there's, uh, there's several uh, cases that, uh, that, that have been uh, ruled upon. One was that, um, that the children of um, diplomats and, uh, and foreign, um, uh, foreign consulates in this country their children are not uh, granted citizenship because they are, in fact, uh, owe allegiance to a foreign nation. When an illegal alien gives birth in this country uh, and we grant them this birthright citizenship, they are still citizens of whatever nation uh, or nations their parents are from. So these, uh, these kids obviously uh, owe allegiance to another nation as well, and that's what um, legal scholars say makes them ineligible for birthright citizenship. But um, as I said, the, uh, the media has absolutely lost its mind. Um, uh, many of the globalists who, who want this unfettered immigration so that they can uh, basically uh, forestall any nationalist movements in, in uh, the United States and in Europe uh, have weighed in on this. This is uh, Council of Foreign Relations uh, former director 
uh, Peter Haas on MSNBC weighing in on how he sees this argument. Just stated openly, the principal debate in Europe and the United States, the real fault line that gets people going is this issue of openness. How open are we to people? How open are we to trade? And it's this issue of national identity versus internationalism, globalism, if you will. So what Donald Trump is doing is he is mining that fault line. He is, he is working it, whether it's birthright citizenship, whether it's sending troops to a border that's not under siege. We're no longer arguing serious issues about how to regulate our economies. We're not no longer arguing serious issues, say, about how to fight the Cold War. We are arguing questions about national identity. And it's not that far to get from that to issues of racism. So Peter Haas uh, says we, we need to get back to uh, arguing about uh, how to have a global economy and fight a Cold War, never mind that the Cold War was supposed to have ended and the United States uh, uh, voted in the last presidential election that we want to pull back from uh, these globalist institutions uh, with regard to trade. But he leads you to believe uh, that it is somehow racist in order to try to um, end birthright citizenship. Uh, a, A nation has the absolute right to determine who is and who is not eligible for citizenship in their country. And uh, the idea that uh, you grant uh, citizenship by virtue of the parents of a child sneaking into your country in order to to gain the system is absolutely absurd. These people, um, I don't even think that they could possibly believe what they're saying. I think that they actually have a an agenda that is quite opposed to the interests of the American people. And that, that's, uh, that's what's putting these words in their mouth. But, um, you know, I, I've talked about uh, how insane uh, this birthright citizenship policy is. And it's not been that long ago to where it was uh, recognized that we would have to be uh, to do something about this. Uh, this is a former Democratic Speaker of the or um, uh, Senate Majority Leader, Harry Reid, uh, back before the Democratic Party went all in on replacing uh, the American electorate with uh, immigrants. If making it easy to be an illegal alien isn't enough, how about offering a reward for being an illegal immigrant? No, no sane country would do that, right? Guess again. If you break our laws by entering this country without permission and give birth to a child, we reward that child with U.S. citizenship and guarantee of full access to all public and social services this society provides. And that's a lot of services. Is it any wonder that two-thirds of the babies born at taxpayer expense at country, county-run hospitals in Los Angeles are born to illegal alien mothers? Just last year, about two, well, almost 300,000 um, children were granted birthright citizenship that were born to illegal aliens in this country. Um, Medicaid paid for those births. So we're actually paying um, the health care uh, costs for giving birth uh, to children of illegal aliens. And we wonder, um, you know, why our, our, uh, our borders are being flooded with, um, with foreign nationals determined to access uh, and game the system in the United States. Whether Trump can, uh, can do this or, or, or not uh, can be called into question. He, he will undoubtedly face legal challenges uh, when he tries to uh, end birthright citizenship 
by executive order, and it will ultimately be decided by the Supreme Court of the United States. But we certainly have nothing to lose from trying. Uh, the current situation is absolutely unsustainable, and um, and even if you believe, uh, wrongly I would argue, that the 14th Amendment requires this, the Constitution was never intended to be a suicide pack, and so something needs to be done, either through executive order, through legislation, or through actually amending the Constitution. And Trump is absolutely right to make an issue of this and, uh, and, um, and run on it during these uh, midterms and again in 2020. Well, that's about all. If you like this show, please uh, like, comment, and share. And if, uh, if you're watching on YouTube, be sure to hit that subscribe button. We'll talk to you later. I've been working at Santa's workshop for a long time and thought I'd seen it all. That was until I learned that when you add Xfinity Mobile to Xfinity Internet, you can save hundreds on your wireless bill. When you add Xfinity Mobile to Xfinity Internet, you can get a powerful Internet experience and nationwide coverage on the most reliable network. Choose the data option that's right for you. Go online, call 1-800-XFINITY, or visit a store today. Restrictions apply. Xfinity Mobile requires Xfinity Internet. Based on root metrics by IHS Markets Root Score reports 2H 2020 of four mobile networks. When the weather outside is frightful, the Hyundai Santa Fe is, hmm, what's the word? Delightful. Because it's got available H-Track all-wheel drive to make being out together better. Enter for your chance to win the newly redesigned Santa Fe, packed with all the jingle bells and whistles you need to go dashing through the snow together. To enter, visit Amazon.com slash Hyundai or scan the QR code on specially marked red and green Amazon boxes. No purchase necessary. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details.